This episode of the TCIA podcast is brought to you by Kopma Cranes, the most competitive knuckle boom crane for the tree care industry. Unleash your full potential with Kopma for tree care. Kopma Cranes are built for heavy duty applications with the best hydraulic technology to maximize your reach and lifting capacity like never before. Kotma's tech team, together with the unique know-how of tree care professionals, has developed the ultimate top-range cranes models for grapple saw applications. Extra functions to the tip with no diverter valves are making it ready for the grapple saw. Kotma represents the edge of mechatronic innovation thanks to superior oil flow with 5 8 inch hoses directly to the grapple. A true 100% stability at 360 degrees angle with the possibility of Kotma Remote Connectivity 4.0, a unique GPRS communication for diagnosis and remote adjustment of parameters in real time. Kotma cranes have been built since the 60s with the highest grades of steel resistance and the most reliable and advanced Italian design and engineering made to outperform an intensive use in the field. Visit cpsgroup.com for more information or contact your local Kotma dealer. Samson is excited to introduce V24, the next level in premium double braided climbing lines, providing high strength and low stretch. V24 was engineered so the core and the cover work in unison, ensuring the same high quality and performance that you have come to expect from all Samson products. In addition, V24 provides excellent knot holding, foot locking, and works seamlessly with climbing hardware. Available in 11mm, 12mm, and 13mm, all sizes are CEEN 1891 certified. For more information on V24, visit samsonrope.com or contact your local supplier. Bobcat small articulated loaders fit within tight boundaries and they work beyond the limits. Their impressive lifting capabilities are housed in a machine that easily works inside fenced in landscapes, small lots and more. They're the ultimate tools for tree care professionals. A tight turning articulation joint allows precise maneuverability and a telescoping lift arm on the L28 model extends your reach to grab or dump materials in tricky areas. An automatic turf safe traction mode limits the chance of cutting into the turf while you work. The wide variety of Bobcat attachments helps you handle whatever the job dishes out, whether it's moving logs, digging, hauling dirt, or clearing snow. With Bobcat quality, comfort, and performance, this machine fits right in and rises to the challenge every time. To learn more about small articulated loaders or to check out the full Bobcat compact loader lineup, visit bobcat.com or see your local dealer. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Aiden O'Brien. I'm TCIA's Advocacy and Standards Manager. I'm a fairly, not really regular uh, participant on the podcast, but I've been here a couple times for the uh, longtime listeners you might remember. Say quarterly. Quarterly sounds pretty good for you. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so every time we have you on, it's usually because there's something new going on with something in the world of advocacy and standards. And one of the things you told me that you want to talk about was um, an update to our tree care standard and its inclusion in the regulatory agenda. Now, for everybody else who is not you and has no clue what's going on, could we, I mean, just initially break that down so 
uh, layman's terms so somebody like me can understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the regulatory agenda is something that's released twice a year by um, presidential administrations, and it sort of goes into each um, executive agency and kind of lays out what rules each agency is going to, you know, promulgate throughout in the future. So um, sort of like a roadmap for what agencies are working on as far as like new rules, new regulations go. So that's released usually in the spring and in the fall. Um, so twice per year. And so just a couple of weeks ago, you know, we missed the fall by maybe a month or two, but um, this, uh, the fall 2021 regulatory agenda was released. Um, so you could go through and see sort of what agencies are working on. And obviously one agency that uh, we really care about is OSHA. And so within OSHA's, you know, what they're working on, they're working on a lot of stuff, you know, we have that uh, vaccine ETS, the health, different healthcare rules. Um, and then it's kind of separate from those, we have different standards they're working on. And one of those is the uh, tree care standard. So a separate standard specifically for the tree care industry, because as a lot of folks know, uh, the tree care industry has no OSHA standard to regulate it. So that's something TCIA has been working on for a long, long time. And so we're really pleased to see that um, the tree care standard was uh, has what's called a notice of proposed rulemaking targeted for June of 2022. And that just means that that's OSHA's target for sort of releasing a rule, um, releasing that standard that they're working on for public comment. And so June of 2022 is a really good date. Um, it's, I'm not sure if anyone sort of caught this, but it was actually in the spring regulatory agenda targeted for April of 2022. But Obviously, a lot has changed in the last, um, you know, from spring to fall uh, for OSHA specifically. You know, we were talking to OSHA and they always thought that April was sort of a really, really optimistic timeline. So we're really, um, we are encouraged to see, we were sort of expecting it to be pushed back, but only to have it pushed back two months is actually sort of what we perceive as pretty good news. And, you know, we think that that's a reasonable time frame for OSHA to release that rule. Um, so by June, so in about six months, but at the same time, we really have to, you know, keep up the pressure on OSHA to make sure they do meet that timetable because, you know, it's one thing to have sort of a target date in mind, but another thing to actually hit it. Yeah. And I guess this feels like the closest it's been in our grasp, right? Like, I mean, like you said, April's really seemed like an unrealistic goal, but June for for all your purposes it's uh it's you know six months away um so what kind of work goes into pushing on osha to get it front of mind for them because like you said with so many other things going on how come they don't just drop something like this onto a back burner somewhere and let it sit for another year or two yeah that's a really good question i think um it's interesting so historically we this is the closest we've ever gotten, and um, we're really encouraged that we think we're gonna get this uh, proposed rule out. Um, but oftentimes, you know, a change in administration will sort of, there'll be a delay, um, and some rules will be prioritized and moved up, and some will be just axed and put really on the back burner. So we, we've been actually really successful in um, the recent, the change in administration this past time that we sort of kept the momentum going through that change in, in administration and um, we're able to stay on the regulatory agenda. So that was a really, um, really, sorry, my cat's yelling at me. Um, but 
so how we so some work that has gone in we've been you know there's a lot that goes into you know only getting this standard uh, or keeping the standard on um, OSHA's priority because they have tons of other stuff they're working on a lot of people who work for OSHA have no idea what tree care is and so we have to make sure that we're sort of front of mind for them so some of what TCIA does is just communicating with OSHA staff um, you know being available to answer their questions uh, when they're actually sitting down and you know writing the standard like someone has to do that you kind of sort of forget that this stuff doesn't just sort of happen and so um we've been really responsive OSHA has actually been pretty good to work with in sort of taking our feedback um, for some of you know what they're working on and so just making sure we're available to as a resource for OSHA has been uh really important but we also sort of OSHA um you can sort of think of it as like a really large company with different departments. And so we have to make sure that we're talking to all of the people um, in OSHA, even in sort of different departments. So there's the standards writing department that we obviously communicate with on sort of their writing of the standards and, you know, making sure they have the information they need to write those standards. There's also, you know, the what's called the OSHA solicitor's office, which is um, sort of the OSHA legal department. So to make sure like they have questions about what would happen just if like OSHA gets in a court case or something, a legal proceeding, how certain things would happen. So we sort of have to be able to answer that. And then there's the enforcement department. So we sort of, that's a little different, but it's still, we have to make sure that they're up to speed with what we're working on. Um, so sort of taking it upon ourselves to sort of make sure that we're talking to everybody and sort of sharing that information between all of those um, different departments is really important. And then we also, we obviously meet with OSHA leadership just to make kind of, again, just talk about what we're working on and give them an update on sort of our conversations with the uh, different OSHA staff, because that's a lot of times they have so much on their plate that we sort of have to recognize that we're the resource for them and where we want to be a really good source of information for them. And so, and to work really collaboratively uh, with OSHA leadership, that's all really important. Yeah, and that's a lot. I, you know, want to speak for probably everyone and say that we're grateful that you do this work because it sounds to me like you step in front of a truck sometimes and just hope for the best. Yeah, well, I think it's just, it's important to be a resource. I think that that's something a lot of times um, people sort of forget is that like these agencies are stretched so thin with so many like not even just a like volume of work, but so much like different, different standards they're working on different areas that um, to as a relatively small um, industry in the grand scheme of things like tree care really needs to be like, <laughs> be seen as like easy to work with and that like, positive, um, you know, positive group to work with because we, you want to be like that greasy wheel but you don't want to be like like make sure that they're always like check in on them every month like check in with them like be communicative but at the same time we don't want to go in there like guns blazing and be really combative um and push them too hard because then you know again they're working on so many other things that like small things like that can cause this whole process to go awry so we have to be sort of careful but i don't mean to say you know you have to like that's a consideration like the top consideration but at the end of the day you have to be sort of realistic with 
you know, you only get so many shots to communicate what you want to communicate. So we have to be pretty smart about that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And if anybody from OSHA is listening, we appreciate you. Um, and uh, if you're looking for a bribe, Aiden is more than happy to pay out of his salary to uh, get this moved up even further. But really, I mean, I think what you're saying is all accurate. And I think it's a props to you and everybody else on your team that you guys are available, that you have the information when it's needed, that you're ready because, um, you know, I've caught you guys a couple times kind of having your last minute OSHA meetings and having to scramble for the virtual stuff. Um, It's not that in the past that nobody was doing this, but like you said, we kind of hit the perfect storm um, of, of really everything that let us get to this point. And I mean, luckily for us, everything else going on with them hasn't pushed us aside super far. And, you know, just again, I want to reiterate the fact that having something be up for review in six months in government time, comparatively to however many years it normally is like, this is a, this is a huge deal. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, um, it's really, I think a lot of it boils down to our rule is very uncontroversial in the grand scheme of things. And I think, um, and that's something I think we've been harping on as an industry for, you know, many, many years is that safety is about as uncontroversial as it gets. And this rule would increase safety within the industry. And so that's, again, why we've had sort of some success um, and some especially sustained success the past few years is really um, being able to harp on that point and really having um, folks in the industry willing to, you know, communicate with OSHA themselves and sort of drive that point home at, from the business owner's perspective. So that's what that's one of the things that really helps us is that not only are we really dedicated uh, to being this resource for OSHA and communicating with OSHA and working with them, but also that just the nature of our rule and what we're asking for is really sort of, you know, you could qualify as like almost low hanging fruit. Like it is very non-controversial, bipartisan, all of that. Um, everyone wants to increase safety. And so this is what we see as a good way to do it. I got to ask just because I like to play the contrary. And is there anybody against us getting our own OSHA standard? No. So what is sort of boils down to and what a lot of um, these OSHA standards boil down to it's really it's not who's against it but it's who doesn't want to be included in it and so there are groups and we completely recognize that and we really want to work with OSHA and have been working with OSHA to have this standard um, only apply to you know residential commercial tree care companies utility um, utility companies utility line clearance they already have an OSHA standard so they're sort of you know that's step one they're not this standard wouldn't apply to them. But um, you also see, you know, some agricultural industries, some, you know, farmers, um, landscape, um, certain industries like that, that sort of have tree care, like tangentially related to them, like maybe they take like remove trees, sometimes they, those are the sort of the groups that would say no, like, we don't want to fall under this tree care standard. And TCIA would say, like, we agree, like, we don't want those groups covered by the standard. So um, really, there, we haven't heard from anyone within the tree care industry that this is like not something that they want. I think if you're a member of TCIA, this standard isn't going to be um, something that's a burdensome on you. It's some like it's pretty straightforward. It's all basically based from the Z130 ANSI Z133 standard. So 
at the end of the day, there's really, um, there's not much, there's no opposition to it. And I think it's actually funny. We've talked to, you know, elected officials, cause that's sort of a piece of this puzzle about the standard and um, our sort of our support and giving them the background of our work with OSHA. And they always sort of say like, what, you're an industry that wants more regulation. They're kind of confused by that. And uh, cause normally industry doesn't ask for regulation, but we're sort of starting from literally nothing. Like no, there's no standard that applies no regulation that applies to the tree care industry. So that's, um, and it's obviously extremely hazardous industry. So we're just looking for that sort of baseline protection. And they, once they get that background, they sort of understand a little more. So that's a lot of our work. So. No, it's interesting to note, because we've talked about this a couple of different times, and I don't think we've ever asked, like, mm-hmm. is anyone against it? Or like, why would they be? So I think that's good, good just, to note that uh we got full support um, yeah um you know you don't you don't want these things to be too broad in scope and so that's something we're very consciously aware of and have worked a lot to make sure that it's narrow narrow enough in scope that it applies only to you know someone who's actually doing tree care harder than you might think to uh write in standard language but something we're working on i've seen some of your your governmental writings it seems just as difficult as it looks so you know, props to you and everyone, but um, what's, so what's next? So we're leading up until the June um, for the review. I know we have ledge day next year, correct? Yeah. So that's actually sort of exactly what's next is um, our legislative day on the Hill um, is in uh, scheduled for June of 2022, which is obviously when OSHA has on there. Um, calendar is planning on issuing this proposed rule. So like, that's really the next step is um, in, let me back up for a second. Um, Legislative Day on the Hill is uh, for folks who maybe aren't familiar is a TCIA event. We do it every two years. um, And it's sort of, you know, classic uh, DC fly-in. We, TCIA will uh, host our members in a hotel. Um, Folks will fly in and then we'll arrange for those attendees are TCI member companies to meet with uh, their member of Congress, um, members of Congress, um, other important members of Congress for the industry, not necessarily your, who your elected official is. And so meet with them sort of on the issues that are impacting your business. And so really the timing lines up great for this OSHA rule, uh, the OSHA standard, because at that fly-in, that's one of the things we're really going to highlight is asking the elected officials that we're meeting with, hey, like, can you make sure OSHA meets this deadline? Um, They're supposed to issue this proposed rule this month. Like, we want to make sure they do it. This is something, um, you know, it's a bipartisan standard, um, you know, a lot of support from the industry. Uh, It's kind of a no-brainer. Well, in more words than that, we'll um, sort of ask elected officials to make sure OSHA um, meets that deadline. So that's sort of the real um, next step. And then as far as TCIA goes, we're going to keep making sure, um, sort of working with OSHA to see if they, what support they need, what information they need from TCIA to make sure that they can meet that deadline between now and June. But uh, Legislative Day really lines up well um, in 2022 for, um, for this issue. And we think it's a really good issue to talk about. It's um, you know, increasing safety in the tree care industry is something I think um, in talking to our members that that's across the board, um, people support that. And so this is a really uh, great opportunity to sort of highlight a really, a really key way we can 
increase safety in the industry. Yeah, and I, I want to go back to uh, the legislative day on the Hill. Mm -hmm. um, just because every two years um, means that the last one was supposed to happen in 2020, mm -hmm. um, which we, we didn't do, correct? correct? So we kind of missed a year. So now we're coming on um, fresh start, fresh slate. Mm -hmm. So I guess the initial question for me is, who should be attending? Should it be company owners? Should it be CEOs? Should it be like CFOs? Like who should be the person that you send as a representative from your company, I guess? Generally, we have, you know, CEOs or company owners. Um, but also, we often see for the attendees, they sort of bring a, almost, I don't know, like a delegation, you know, a few different people from their uh, company, especially um folks who might be in, like either interested in this issue interested in either safety or interested in a particular issue that they can that someone in your company can speak to um maybe a bit more in depth than like a company owner can um we also see you know people who are interested in just like the political process and getting more involved um someone from your company who might be interested in that they could be a really good person to bring um you know anyone who's sort of communicating with like seeing the TCI communications and responsible for sort of taking action on any um, political, anything like that, they're a good person to ask, but it really can be anyone from your company that you think um, can share so, sort of specific expertise in um, an area you want to talk about because, you know, TCIA will sort of lay out, you know, issues that we think are important and we think you, um, are good discussion topics with your elected official, but we also encourage our members to sort of, if there's uh, something going on in your state that you wanna bring up or something that's impacting your business that uh, TCIA isn't, um, isn't one of you know, the issues that we're flagging for you. Um, we encourage folks to bring that up and to talk about that with their elected official. Between now and June, what are some things I could do on an individual level to make sure I'm ready for Legislative Day of the Hill, because this isn't kind of something you just want to show up to unprepared. You want to make sure, like you said, you have those kind of experts in place if you're bringing a delegation. Um, what what are some of the first steps I should do starting now to to get ready for, for June? Because it's not super far off. Yeah, so I think just keeping up with TCIA communications, especially in the sort of political area, is a really, um, really good start, I think. If you want to show up uh, unprepared in June, that's fine. I'll be glad you're there and we'll prepare you. I think part of the event is sort of that preparation. We spend about half a day um, going over sort of the talking points, having um, sort of just prep for what the meetings are going to look like. I can say oftentimes, you know, you'll, you'll hope to be meeting with the uh, member of Congress or senator, and then you end up meeting with their, you know, 20-something-year-old staffer in that particular area, which... Honestly, like, you know, it's a joke that, you know, people always say, you know, the staff are the ones that do the work or whatever, but it's pretty true. So that's sometimes almost a best case scenario if you get to meet with their staffer. So um, it's really not as, um, you know, not as scary as a lot of people might think like, oh, I'm going to meet with, you know, members of Congress on Capitol Hill. It's, um, they're quick meetings, they're pretty high level, but at the same time, it is uh, TCI does prepare you to make sure that you are ready to, um, in sort of what sort of questions you might get asked, um, things like that. So we do 
a good job of preparing people. But like I said, keeping up with communications um, around these issues uh, from TCIA is really um, between now and then probably the key thing uh, that our members can do. And uh, sort of as a maybe segue to our next uh, thing we want to talk about, you could come see uh, come see my advocacy session at uh, Winter Management Conference next month. Uh, so one of the things that I'm uh, working on is sort of bringing advocacy content to um, more TCI events. I think that that's sort of something we want to do more of. I think that a lot of our members who attend our events are interested in this and sort of want a place where they can talk to other like-minded people about these issues and sort of work on ways to, you know, take action on certain issues. So um, at WMC, I'm planning to sort of uh, bring a group together, give a short talk on sort of what TCI is working on, and then, um, you know, opportunity for questions, opportunity, it's sort of open-ended. We can um, sort of work on uh, ways that TCI can be more effective in our advocacy, um, different issues, things like that. So I think that'll be a really, um, really good, good topic and good uh, start to sort of getting more of this content at our events in the future. And if you can't make it to WMC, you have your weekly newsletter that goes out um, rooted in politics. Mm -hmm. I'll include a link uh, in the description and stuff like that. So if you want to subscribe to that, feel free to do that. Aiden does a great job writing it out every single week. He's very consistent. Um, even with the holidays coming up, I know that you'll you'll still do it. You'll still you'll still get something good in there. And I know um, I know people. It's it's hard. Um, all this stuff is very hard to initially get into if you're not kind of um, political minded because as as you and I talk sometimes it is you you have to play the game with some of these people and sometimes it's hard sometimes it means putting aside your own kind of biases and having to uh, really you have to aim for the issue not for uh, a party line or you have to you have to really kind of compartmentalize yourself on this and you've done a great job of that and I know um we have a lot of people in the industry who are passionate about everything else going on and passionate about everything that you guys are doing. So, um, you know, I hope Ledge Day is a huge success for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it's interesting. Um, you know, that's a good point you brought up of sort of, you know, I have to sort of separate my personal biases and personal opinions with like what's best for the tree care industry. And um, usually, pretty aligned. And so that's good. But that's sort of my job. That's not our members job. Our members job is to sort of speak on the issues that they care about um, and um, that they have expertise in. And so um, I really encourage all of our members to sort of get up to speed with what um, TCIA's issues are, but also for something like Legislative Day, like you can be like, maybe give a TCIA a heads up on what you want to talk about, but at the same time, like you can sort of bring what you want to, it's an opportunity for you to sort of speak on the issues important to you. So like I said, give us a heads up, but at the same time, like we, that's part of the, like the draw of this event is, you know, you, we give you the opportunity to meet with uh, these people that a lot of times you might not necessarily have the opportunity to meet with. So. Yeah. And like you said, regardless of where you stand, we still want to make sure you're prepared for when you do speak to either the senator or the congress person or their staff or whoever like Absolutely. like you said we're here to support you um just quick question because i keep forgetting to ask how long is ledge day is it two days three days yep, just two days so um 
Yeah, we really do. It's sort of a general outline of it is like in the afternoon, folks will arrive in the morning. Um, there'll be like sort of sessions in the afternoon, not sessions, but just like, you know, afternoon sort of a few hours of, you know, prep. Yeah, education. Education. And then we'll do sort of a big group dinner. And then the next day is all um all meetings on the hill so that's it we really pack a full day in on that second day of you know um meetings uh with a break for lunch and then folks usually fly out that same day so it's a pretty quick event um it's during the week um it's in june in dc so it's not maybe the best time to visit dc it's probably be a little uh, muggy but at the same time it's we'll be inside for the most part so dc is a great place to visit too um you know, if you want to take sort of some time on either end, it's a really all all free museums and a lot of cool stuff to see. So, and if you don't like DC, you can always come to Hawaii and visit Aiden down there when he's doing the session because I know you'll have some downtime between that session and everything else. So, um, I remember last time we went, you were actually brand new at this, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what expertise you get to bring to the table this time around. Yeah, I'm excited to. Um, to see everyone at WMC. It's been, it's, yeah, Hawaii will be maybe slightly nicer weather than uh, June in DC, but at the same time, yeah, if you're listening, uh, hopefully, yeah, come say hi. I um, talked a little bit about what you're working on, what issues are interesting to you, so. I don't have anything else. Is there anything that you want to speak on that we haven't? Yeah, I have a question for you, Joe. Uh-oh. Yeah. So if you could interview anyone uh, for this podcast, who would it be? From the tree care industry or just in general? Just in general. Past or past, present or future, I guess. And Ryan Reynolds would be pretty cool. Not going to lie to get Ryan Reynolds on here. Maybe we could get a gin sponsorship. There we go. Um, I, I, do, I love our current sponsors. Don't get me wrong, you know, but if we got a gin sponsorship in with their it may become a conflict of interest and slightly irresponsible to safety. So it's probably for the better. Yeah. He opened, he would open the door for, uh, for some new sponsors. I like that. That's a good, you were ready with that. I was expecting like some thinking, but you, you've been thinking, you've been planning the ways to uh, contact his publicist or whatever to get him. I'm I'm trying to figure (laughs) out how I can associate him with the tree care industry and make this all work, you know? All right. Well, that's good to know. So I'll I'll keep that in mind. If I ever have that opportunity to get a favor from Ryan Reynolds, I'll I know what to ask for now. <laughs> send, send him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I need one hour of your time to come talk to my friend Joe. <laughs> even less, even thirty minutes, man. Fifteen okay. if he he's got it. Whatever. Like, All right, fair enough. I'll take what you can get. <laughs> I, I'm not picky. I'm not picky. But but realistically, if anybody in the industry wants to come on the podcast, please send me an email send TCIA an email, send whoever, like a Facebook message, like we'll, we'll get you on. Um, you know, we like talking to people. We like having everybody on seeing different perspectives. If you want to pop on an episode with somebody else, we can totally make that happen. We're very, very flexible here. And um, I think this will technically be the la- next week. So this will technically be the last episode of 2021. Um, so you know, I think I just got to give a quick shout out to everybody who let this continue for a actual second season. Um, you guys supported the first one big time and made it so we could do the second one going on. Um, you know, over the course of the year, we've had 
thousands of people who, who have actually been listening to this and been participating in it. And we've actually put out over, I think we're almost over 30 episodes or this may be episode 30. So um, round of applause for TCIA. Yeah, no kidding. Like with everything awesome. else going on in the world and the fact that people are continuing to listen is, uh, is huge. It's huge to everybody. It's huge to us. Uh, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate the, the sponsors who we've had from the beginning. And even over the course of this year, it's just been a, it's been a big deal. So yeah, when 2022 rolls around, we'll be looking to do even more. Um, I know I would like to do weekly episodes, but I don't know if my schedule would like to do weekly episodes, <laughs> but if we have enough guests, that's all you listeners. Um, I'm sure we could make it happen. Yeah. Listeners, let us know who you want to uh, hear from. Uh, yeah, we, if you, uh, if you ask for it, Joe has to do it. So, or at least it gives Joe, Joe justification for going to his boss to ask them to let him do it. So it's true. And if you give us a five-star rating, wherever you listen to it, I'm going to put you right at the top of the queue. I am open to bribes. Yeah. This is why people have to listen to the end that you get the, you get the real information at the end of the podcast. Yeah. No, no kidding. (laughs) Uh, boss, if you're listening to this, it's okay. This is all just a joke. (laughs) 